Alex Trayman, who's done an amazing job for both me and Noam every morning. JNS.org is standing by. Alex, good morning. I assume you guys are okay. Everybody's safe, right? Good morning. Yeah, we're, we're hanging firm. All right. Well, the big story today is this. You know, Biden arrived in Israel this morning, and there's a lot of conjecture as to what he's going to say. I think the fear is is that the president and the Americans are going to do the same crap, basically tell you guys to restrain, hold back, blah, blah, blah. But, but for what it's worth, Biden did say that from what he's learned and what he sees, he believes it was a Hamas rocket and not an Israeli rocket that hit that hospital. So it's really a two-pronged question. A, I'm sure you're very happy with what the president said. And B, despite what he said, what kind of day are you guys in store for? Well, we don't know what kind of day we're in store for over here. You know, Hamas, Hezbollah, jihadis around the world calling for a day of, of rage. But we haven't yet seen any indications of that yet so far. There could be more, but uh, perhaps uh, the the jihadis are, are choosing not to further incite while the president of the United States is here. Uh, you know, a lot of indications – not only that it was, in fact, a Hamas rocket that hit the hospital, but that it actually didn't even hit the hospital, that it hit the parking lot uh, near the hospital, uh, that the hospital itself was not damaged, and that it wasn't a mass casualty event. So what you're seeing is that not only uh, was a Hamas missile uh, the cause of uh, damage inside Gaza, which is becoming a regular occurrence, the IDF reporting that uh, over 450 rockets have misfired and landed in Gaza since the start of this outbreak, but that the entire scenario was a complete and total fabrication, a, a fraudulent narrative uh, meant to accuse Israel of uh, humanitarian disaster and war crimes, and, and not even one element of the story was true. So 500 are not dead. Are there any dead? What are the... What do those numbers look like? We're not seeing any indications of a mass casualty event there at all. You know, it's it's uh, and you can't you can't get accurate numbers from Hamas. You know, within within minutes, we saw reports on CNN, New York Times, elsewhere that Israel struck a hospital that over 500 were dead. You know, think about how long it took Israel to figure out how many uh, of its civilians were dead. Uh, in the wake of Saturday's massacre and how long it took to get information about all the hostages that are currently inside of the Gaza Strip. But within moments of an explosion, which was caused by a Hamas rocket, uh, immediately 500 innocent civilians uh, were dead from from a strike on a hospital that was actually a misfire that landed in the parking lot outside the hospital. Alex Trayman, JNS, uh, I believe what you just said, uh, not nearly the amount of number, if any, died. And this is the propaganda they use, the psychological warfare from that horrendous, and I mean horrendous, video we saw yesterday with 21-year-old Mia Shem, again, just two years older than my daughter Ava, uh, into this story today. They're going to start doing things like this all the time, and it does work because, for example, Biden is in Israel today, as you know, Alex, meeting with Netanyahu. Then he was going to meet in Jordan with some of those leaders, and they called the meeting off because they think Israel, which is backed by the United States, bombed innocent civilians in the hospital. So there are friends in the region, the Arab friends, that buy it. And that's exactly what Hamas wants. Well, I think that the cancellation of the meeting in Jordan was actually a very positive sign, uh, an indication that 
the Jordanians and the Egyptians and Palestinian Authority Chairman Mahmoud Abbas understand that the primary objective of that meeting was actually going to be to, to drive open a humanitarian corridor uh, to the south of Gaza along the Rafah border with Egypt and to, to let uh, those that want to flood out of Gaza make their way south of the border. Uh, and that's not something that they are comfortable with. They don't they don't want to see one uh, Gazan land on their soil. They don't want any of them out of there. They're they're more than happy to to let them stay in uh, and and suffer whatever fate they may uh, during the Israeli airstrikes and, and potential ground incursion. Um, and and it's clear also that they understand that they cannot pressure the United States to make Israel. Uh, stop its attack. And and while we've heard Biden's statements when he's been here and what he said about Israel, it's also really important to listen to Netanyahu's statements. Uh, and in particular, again, during this meeting with Biden this morning, he keeps saying that this is going to be a long and drawn out battle. And, and it is clear that he keeps communicating to, to Biden that there is going to be a ground incursion. And, and the fact that uh, Biden is not uh, rebutting what Netanyahu is saying, and you haven't heard him one time say that this needs to, to end quickly. He hasn't said that yet. Uh, so I, I think it means that, that he, he is on board with the Israeli plan. Maybe. Um, I, I don't trust him, but maybe you're right. Either way, Netanyahu has a set of big ones. You know that. And he's telling Biden what he's going to do. And let me remind folks who may not know this, Netanyahu was on the phone with Putin yesterday, the day before, and he told him the same thing. He said, uh, hey, Vlad, baby. We ain't stopping till they're all dead. So clearly Netanyahu is not intimidated by anybody, whether it's the United States or Russia, because he's told now both Biden and Putin over the last couple of days, we're doing it and we ain't stopping basically with your blessings or not. You got to love that about him, though. You know, Netanyahu has been the prime minister of Israel now for 16 years. He's the longest-running prime minister in Israeli history, and he's not just the leader of Israel. He's a world leader. He has sat in countless meetings with multiple American presidents. Uh, he He's met Vladimir Putin in, in Moscow. He's met Xi Jinping. You know, this is a, a world leader of, of top caliber, and he's not intimidated by these moments. He, he understands Israel's interest and he feels the burden of the state of Israel on his shoulders. Uh, and I, I honestly can't imagine how any other prime minister, prime ministerial candidate in Israel would be faring during these moments, because you have to imagine that the, the pressure right now is, is yeah. so immense. Yeah. But uh, Netanyahu, you know, he, for, for better or for worse, he's, he's the man of the moment. And, and we, we're all, I think Israelis are all hoping that he, he steps up to the task. I hope so. I mean, when this thing first happened, there was a lot of criticism, and deservedly so. Netanyahu, the Israeli defense folks, that they were able to pull this off. And, you know, they were still collecting bodies, and we were already counting how many days Netanyahu had left. And folks like you saying, guys, 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 look. Uh, the heads may roll. They may roll, but right now it's about, you know, retribution. Right now it's about annihilation. And I wonder if, in fact, Netanyahu can save the day. If, in fact, Israel does what we think they're going to do, can he save the day? Can Will Israelis come to his defense even though we know what happened two weeks ago never should have happened? Whether they come to his defense in the aftermath of this really doesn't matter. Uh, what what matters now is that is that Israel takes care of business inside the Gaza Strip. But I think another 
component here is that we just don't know uh, whether or not the, the northern border will erupt. We don't know if this con conflict will get much larger and potentially even include uh, attacks on Iranian nuclear infrastructure or how many fronts there might be or whether an intifada uh, starts to erupt inside Judea and Samaria or Jerusalem and other mixed cities here in Israel. And, and if any of those scenarios come to pass, it's not going to be a question of who has the guts to order the strike. Israel's not going to have a choice. Uh, and, and if Israel's forced into into massive action, the hope is that there will be a, a victory that could could rival the the stunning victory uh, uh, in 1948 and in 1967. You know, Alex, the question I get asked most the last couple of days is about the incursion. I don't have any answers. What the hell do I know? You know, I, I, I keep telling everybody it's because of Biden, because I hate Biden. I admit that. I'm transparent, but I don't know. Maybe Israel's collecting more information. We know that if and when the Israelis go in, it's going to be brutal. They're going to suffer immense casualties, immense. There are booby traps everywhere. You know, I spoke to Aaron Cohen yesterday on the show, Alex. He's a special ops Israeli guy. I know you know who he is and hostage negotiator. And, you know, he's really confident that Israel's ready to go. And he mentioned all these groups and all these intelligence folks. But, you know, I, I, I just don't see any scenario where even in victory, the Israeli people don't suffer huge losses. So maybe that's why they haven't gone in yet. I don't know. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.